Yo, it's the king, the real maritime legend himself, J.P. Sims, and you're listening to Shooting Up North Indie Edition with my homie, my brother, Lewis Carlin. Hello and welcome to Shooting Up North in the Edition. I'm your host, Lewis Carlin. Very excited today because I have a good friend of mine on the show. Hasn't been on the show in a while, but I'm glad he's uh, back today. I'm talking about the king, the real Maritimes legend himself, the one and only J.P. Sims. J.P., welcome back to the show, my friend. Man, it's so good to be back, my brother. It's been too long since we talked, man. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Yeah, it's uh, we we shouldn't wait this long anymore, and uh, and uh, we should we should do this like every three or four months, man. Not not every not every uh, year and a year year or year and a half. Absolutely, we'll definitely do one in a few months. We'll catch up for all that lost time. All right, and, cool, uh, man. So so absolutely, man. So so Halloween was yesterday. Uh, Two part question: How was your Halloween? And absolutely love the the Luigi costume, man. <laughs> Well, Halloween was great, man. Uh, the, the kids had a blast. It was the first time taking them out trick-or-treating. Uh, last year, Braden was just a little over two, my son, and uh, my daughter just turned one, and they were sick, unfortunately, So, and we were as well, so we didn't get to get out. And So this year was even more exciting being able to get out with the kids and dress up as a family. So, uh, you know, it, they had a blast. They're still talking about it right now, and, uh, you know, Braden keeps saying trick-or-treat, and I keep telling them, you know, wait till next year, you know, we'll do it again and we'll, we'll find <laughs> another, you know, family thing to dress, something fun to dress up as. And, you know, as far as the Luigi, man, I, I, I thought that was, that was really cool. Um, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we came up with the idea to be, uh, the, the Mario brothers and stuff. And Braden likes King Koopa on the show, Mario brother show. So, okay. um, yeah, it worked out cool. And we, we figured Natalia could be princess peach and, It'd be cool to be the Mario Brothers. I'm a huge Mario Brothers fan, always was. So I thought it was cool to be something different, you know. And uh, yeah, I thought I thought it was cool. I liked that mustache edition. It was uh, it was cool. Yeah, no, it was cool. I was I was thinking that could be your new gimmick, man. You could be you could yeah. just uh, you could be a Luigi in the, in the ring, man. That would work out for you, man. Oh man, I thought yeah, I think people take that seriously for sure, right? The crown <laughs> with the mustache. <laughs> I just I just want to see Luigi uh, simulate somebody. That that's all that's all I want to see, man. Well, that's one thing I could still do with that with that uh, gimmick on. I could still hit that no matter what. So uh, you know, never know. You never know. Well, so so your son is two, Braden is two, and uh, daughter is one. Wow, they grow by they grow up so quickly. Yeah, Braden's three and a half now, and Italian. three and a half. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I remember when we were talking when we were just born when he was just born, man. So time flies, man. It it goes yeah. by fast. I'm telling you, man. And right, enjoy right. it while you can, because I have a 17 year old daughter right right now, and she wants nothing to do with me. So it's oh. it's uh it it goes by real fast, man. So just enjoy I, it while uh, you can. 17 already. Wow. Yeah. Even I feel like the last time we talked, she was only 
you know, my God, it feels like a lot younger, you know, like you said, it's been a yeah, while, but, uh, I just, oh my God, 17. Wow. I know, man. Time flies, man. So, so let's get into wrestling, man. November 7th, you have a huge opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, Kaizen Pro Wrestling to become the first ever Kaizen Pro Wrestling champion. Uh, you'll, you're up against Kobe Christ, Titus, Kimba, and whoever wins against Jefferson James, Madison Miles, Chantel, Chip Chambers. What's the strategy going in and, I'm going to ask you to make a prediction. Are you walking out as a Kaizen Pro Wrestling Champion? Uh, well, first of all, I'll, I'll start with the second part. I, yes, uh, I will walk out the first Kaizen Pro Champion. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited about it. Um, it's going to be an awesome show. It's going to be a, a – the match is going to be super over – like, uh, it's going to be amazing, man. That's all I can say. Uh, you know, some of the best workers in the Maritimes are going to be in that ring all at once. And, you know, it's definitely going to be a brawl. It's going to be it's going to be entertainment. It's going to be something to see. And, uh, you know, my strategy is what it always is. And that's to, you know, go out there and, and do whatever I have to do to get the victory. And I think that's what's different about me than everybody else. Is I'll do whatever it takes, you know. And uh, I got some unfinished business to take care of with Kobe Christ as well. So, uh, you know, I'll get my fix in that match for sure. Okay, so so who do you think is going to be give you the most problems during that match? Because there's a lot of talent in that match, and you don't know who the who the fifth person is going to be. But who do you think is going to give you the most problems? Is it you think it's going to be Titus? Is it going to be Kobe, Kimba? Uh, who do you think is going to give you the most uh, problems? Well, I think Kobe's going to try. Um, you know, he tried to break my arm at the last show. I think that uh, you know he's going to you know he's going to definitely try, but uh, he's not going to be successful. Titus. You know, I've I've had some wars with Titus in the past, and uh, for you know he he will definitely bring uh, like give everybody a run for their money, and uh, but you know at the end of the day it really doesn't matter who it is because uh, you know I'm in there to to put that belt around my waist, and uh, you know that's going to be a huge deal, the first ever Kaizen Pro Heavyweight Champion, you know that's a big deal, so everybody better be ready. Yep. It's a uh... It is you. It's a gorgeous title, and, a, and yes. I will say it will look it will look good around your waist. I won't be. I'll be honest. Yeah. There. Yeah. I think it would, and you know, the crown and everything. Else, I think that's a good look. It's a good fit, and uh, you know, I'd like to have some more gold around my waist. So, you know, other right. than new breed heavyweight championship, I'd like to have the Kaizen Pro as well. So. This fr- this so side. so who do you think the fifth person is going to be? Who, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, buddy. Uh, no, 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 no. Go ahead, man. I was finished. Oh, no, I was going to think, who do you think the fifth person is going to be? I personally think it's going to be Jefferson James, uh, but who do you think the fifth person might be? Or or it doesn't matter to, to whoever it is because you're going to win anyway, right? Yeah, it really doesn't matter to me. I mean, it, it definitely throws an element of surprise in there, like you said earlier. Uh, you know, no, not knowing who it is is definitely going to be, you know, it's going to have some people on their edge on the edge a little bit, but... At the end of the day, you know, it really doesn't matter because, yeah, you know, you get, if you're not walking in there with the game plan to win, then, you know, you shouldn't even be there at all. And, and for me, it doesn't matter. Like, Jeff, like James, Jefferson James or Jeff James, uh, you know, I would like to see him get in there. I think that, you know, he definitely would be able to get in there and have a good match and give everybody a run for their money. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'll simulate him too, so – just a note, I, I had him on last week. He doesn't like to be called Jeff. I don't know if you knew that, but you you, you called him Jeff, so you might have just got. If he's listening right now, I'm sure he's he's just kind of very very angry that so I actually called him Jeff and he got upset with me. So, oh but, no what, way. 
Yeah, no, actually, what I what I would love for you to do is right before if he's in the match, right before you hit the simulator, just just call him Jeff. Say this is for you, Jeff, and just just simulate him. <laughs> All right, I will. Well, I'm, I'm now. I'm glad I said Jeff James. And yeah, uh, okay. yeah. You know, I'll be in the ring with you, Jeff James. Yeah. We'll see what you got if you win that match on Saturday night. Okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, so you mentioned the Kobe Christ match, and it was a terrific match. And uh, you said he tried to break your arm. How's the arm, by the way? Um, is the arm okay? And and uh, uh, yeah, yes, the arm's good. The arm's good. You know, um, it definitely still has a little bit of pain, but I'm getting there. And you know, I've had the last almost two months to recover. And uh, you know, I've been training and I've been doing everything I got to do to make sure that I'm as close to 100 percent you know, as I need to be for the, for the match on Saturday night. But, you know, as far as Kobe's concerned, you know, I got a lot of problems with him and I'm going to have my way with him the next time me and him are in the ring. And I told him that. So the next time you and I step in the ring together, you know, it'll be the last time because, you know, he made a big mistake. He made a big critical error. He tried to break my arm, but he didn't. And, uh, again, I looked different from me, from me, is that I'll do anything. It doesn't matter to me. I'll do whatever it takes. And, you know, he tried. I won't try. I will do something to him. And he won't be back in wrestling for a long time if I can help it. Okay. Oh, well, he did try. Even though he tried to break around, he did get the victory over him. So you do hold uh, – you did – basically, you did get the last laugh during the match because you did, you did win the match. Yeah. And um, – I'm sure, I'm sure he's thinking about that because he's, uh, you know, uh, psychologically he's probably thinking I didn't get the win over JP, so he's he's probably thinking can I beat this guy? You know, so so you have a psychological advantage over Kobe right now, I think. Absolutely, you know, and not only did I beat him, you know, I wrestled him and I did the one thing that everybody says that I can't do and that's wrestle, which I can do and I've proven it in the past. And I went in there and we had a wrestling match, and once he realized that he couldn't beat me, then that was when he tried to break my arm. And that's smart. You know, kudos to him. I don't blame him. I'm, I'm a pretty vicious guy when I'm in that ring as well, you know. But the difference is, is I don't make any excuses. I don't deny it. I, I've always said from day one, I'll do whatever it takes to win. And, uh, you know, I did win that match, as you said. And, and up until he tried to break my arm, you know, I thought the match was great. And I thought that we were giving the people a show. And... Once he tried to break my arm, changed the whole game, and, uh, you know, I still beat him. And like you said, I definitely have a psychological – I have an advantage over him. But at the end of the day, he tried to break my arm. So the next time me and him step in the ring, I'm not going to be in there to wrestle. I'm going to be in there to hurt him. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough, man. Uh, so you're the, king of the, you're the king of Maritimes Wrestling. You're the Maritimes le- legend. When did you start uh, calling yourself the king of Maritimes Wrestling? And did anybody take offense to that when you started calling yourself that? Um, first part, I, it was a couple of years ago. It uh, just kind of started by accident. Uh, I think it was about three years ago. In 2017, I kind of slowly started to call myself it, but it wasn't. You know, it wasn't full out yet. I didn't have the crown, and, and it just kind of – I think what happened was is I always wore my camouflage hat before, and I always wore that to the ring. And I went up to an IHW show a couple times, and I'd worn my hat that said King on it. And I was like, oh, this is actually a pretty cool hat. And I think one time I forgot my hat, so and I'd only had that one. And I said, well, you know, this works for me. This seems like the kind of thing that J.P. Sims would wear. It, it fits my character. So – you know, whatever. I didn't have my camo hat, but I was like, this will, you know, this will work. And then I just kind of slowly started to call myself it, 
and promos and, and, you know, on Facebook, social media, et cetera, I just kind of started referring to myself as the king. And then I just kind of rang a bell in my head and I said, well, you know, I'm already a super over the top cocky heel as it is, you know, what's cockier than calling yourself the, also the maritime legend, but calling yourself a king. And, you know, just kind of, it kind of stuck from there. And, uh, you know, as far as, as people being offended by it, uh, nothing I ever heard, you know, I think, I think that, you know, people liked it a lot. And I think people thought it was pretty cool because it's a, again, it's a super over the top gimmick, you know, person that not only says he's the real maritime legend, but I'm the King, I'm this, I'm that. And, and it's just a, uh, you know, a good way to, to, you know, be a self-absorbed heel or baby face, you know, cause I, I really think the King thing is stuck well and, you know, I really enjoy doing it. And I think adding that crown was the best thing I ever could have did. And, I'm actually in the process of getting a new one right now. Okay. Can, can I have the old crown, by the way? If you get a new um, one, can I have the old one? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Now, so no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, you, you keep it. You keep it. You keep My it. son likes it. So. <laughs> no. Yeah, you keep it. I'm just, I'm just nah, kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, could be, I, could be the, I could be the king of podcasting. I, I, I could wear the crown and call myself the king of, the king of, of Ontario podcasting. There you go. Uh, but I, but, but go. I, need, I need a crown, though. I need a crown. No, no, but I, I'm, I'm, and... yeah, but I trust you. I'm just kidding. I think I'm far from from being the king of uh, Ontario podcast podcasting. Uh, I think you go, you could back up being the the king of Maritimes wrestling a lot better than I could back up being the king of uh, Ontario podcasting. So you've earned that right. So so ha- has anybody taken exception to that? By the way, because um, I'm sure a lot of people are, might be a little upset that you're that you that you're calling yourself the king of Maritimes wrestling. Um, I'm sure there's some people that don't like it, but you know, no one's ever, like I said, flat out said anything to me, but I'm sure there are people that, that would think that they're the king or whatever and that I'm not, but Hey, at the end of the day, um, I get, you know, you go there and you do what works for you. And, uh, I don't think the king would work for as well for anybody else as, as it does for me. And I think that I thought of it for a reason It came to me and, and it worked out with me for a reason. I don't think it'd be the same if, if somebody else tried to get out there and, and, and rock a crown uh, like I do. So, yeah, no, no, to answer your question, no. All right. No, I agree, man. I agree. You've, uh, I don't think that gimmick will work with anybody except uh, except with you. I, I don't think anybody can pull it off, man. You've, you've earned that right, and, uh, and, and you're doing a great job with it, man. Thank you. You're welcome. So, so let's go back to last November because I know this whole stupid pandemic kind of shut wrestling down for a bit. Uh, so last event, last November, you won the uh, the New Breed um, Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. Uh, watched the match. It was a great match against Titus Mike Hughes and Duke McIsaac. I believe that's his name. Yes, Duke. Um, uh, any word? Um, I'm not sure if you had a chance to defend the title yet. Uh, have you defended the title at all, or you haven't had a chance to defend the title yet? No, I unfortunately haven't had the chance to. Um, you know, like you said, the pandemic, all that stuff that happened, to kind of changed everything, and and New Breed had had. New Breed Wrestling had had you know, shows booked for the whole year, and unfortunately, we had to postpone those shows, and, and just, you know, with everything going on, we had to shut down for the whole year, unfortunately, so I never did get to defend it, but, uh, you know, still proud to be the champion, you know, I thought that match was a lot of fun, I, I really enjoyed being in there with Titus, Duke McIsaac, and Mike Hughes, I thought that we, we all mixed really well together, and for a fatal four-way, they can be tough, um, you know, they could be tough to put together uh, in a way that is truly entertaining. A fatal four-way can be 
con- you know, confusing at times. There's a lot going on, a lot for the fans to take in. And I think we did a really good job of, of keeping a, a fast paced match, but keeping them entertained as well. And, and uh, you know, I, I had a lot of fun. That was on my birthday as well. So that just made the oh, it was a great night even more exciting, man. Yeah, it was a great. Yeah, night. no, it was a great, great match. It was a great match, man. And uh, um, even though you used the title, you know, to your advantage to, to knock right. a few people out to win the belt, right? But you still you won the title, and uh, and um, do you think you might have a? Is there any word on when Newbreed might be coming back where you could actually? Because I know I, I'm sure you're itching to defend that title. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard anything, but um, you know, I would I would think early. You know, early 2021, you know, once uh, yeah, we usually wait for the winter, those few months of January and February to go by. And then, you know, I, I would say probably somewhere around March or April. I would hope um, I, I definitely can't wait to get in there and, and do another new breed wrestling show. I really enjoy that, like working for that company. And, uh, you know, I think it'll be fun, you know, and I, I definitely did use the belt to my advantage because, again, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier with Kobe Christ, I'll do whatever it takes. And, you know, as soon as I seen that belt, you know, you got it right. You know, I would have hit every one of them in the head with that and, you know, did what I had to do to walk out champ. And, you know, very proud of that night, proud of that match. And, uh, you know, looking forward to the next New Breed Wrestling Show. Yeah, whoever your opponent is, is uh, they're, they're, they're unsuccessfully going to uh... – attempt to tra- take that title off your hands i'm sure you're going to hold that title for a very very long time once the once the matches get going man yeah exactly and you know you've already held it for almost a year and didn't even have to defend it. it's just you know, <laughs> I know looking, man. Good, there you go. looking good and and then you know once i get in there I, you know i'll be ready and yeah like you said they can try but you know they'll be unsuccessful the title's staying with me as long as i want it and i i want it so it's not going anywhere there you go, my friend. Uh, so one thing that I love that you did early on when this stupid pandemic started, uh, I remember you um, hanging out uh, with your family on your front steps, and you just started playing music to create like a party-like atmosphere. Uh, it's kind of like an FU yeah. to COVID-19. I thought that was I thought that was great, man. I, I wish I was there. I would have I would have uh, gone on my uh, porch and I would have uh, partied along with you, man. That was that was awesome, man. Yeah, man. You know what? That was that was a lot of fun, and that was the one thing that that you know, I found was a bonus, you know, you don't get a lot of bonuses under the pandemic, obviously with everything that's gone on, but with not being able to do a lot of things and having to keep your distance from everybody, that was a really cool thing to do. And, um, it was, I believe it was people, I know people around the area of where we lived, uh, were doing music and stuff like that. And, we said, oh, you know, like, we should get out there and, and play a song, because that's what it was originally. It was one song that, you know, people would just play on their, you know, step or whatever, balcony, wherever. And we said, oh, let's do it. And we actually got became friends with our next door neighbor from that. And we started going out every night with her and doing the songs. And we started doing two songs and three songs. And I said, well, hey, it gives us something to look forward to. And, you know, like... um it was nice, especially not being able to have the normal, you know, not being able to do things that you would normally do. And, you know, it was yep. a nice way to get like, you know, a little adrenaline rush and have fun and be able to go on Facebook Live and, and talk to some people and let people see what's going on. And, you know, like I I enjoyed it a lot. Like you said, if you were if you were in Halifax, I would have I would have told you to take a drink out, too, and and, and blast your music. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Well, that's right. You had the you had the beers out as well. That's right. So you guys, you you were like you said, you were simulating the coronavirus, man. You were you were oh. you were you weren't letting 
to get to you, man. That wow. was uh, great stuff, man. Absolutely. Great yeah, stuff, you man. know, it was a good way to enter, good way to take advantage of, you know, the small things and have a little bit of fun. And, you know, like music's a huge thing to me. I love music. So it's like, hey, being able to get out there and blast some of your favorite songs and put on some throwbacks, you know, it, it was it was nice. You know, it definitely brought some entertainment, not only to us, but, you know, some other people that watch, I think, enjoyed it, too. So it was it was a cool way for other people to, to have fun just watching the videos as well. And, you know, I get in like, to sing and, you know, it was nice. It, it was a good way to take advantage of being on lockdown. Cause we were on lockdown at that time, especially. So it was, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, I couldn't really see anybody or go anywhere at that point. So it was, it was like taking, taking advantage really. So yeah, I had fun. It was good. Yeah, man, it was a cool thing, man. I, I, like I said, I, I look forward to. I remember looking forward to the videos coming on Facebook, um, the live video. So that was a cool stuff, man. Uh, so as this pandemic is slowing down, and I can't wait for it to to finally end. I know they're talking about vaccines. Uh, do you anticipate more maritime promotions to start running shows again, um, or do you think it's just going to be the ones that are running now, and hope possibly in 2021 we'll see more? Uh, yeah, I think I think in 2021. We'll see a lot more. I think a lot of the promotions will start running again. But um, right now, I don't see it where we're already at no in the no, end of the month of November. I don't see too many people that haven't already ran a show. Probably ain't going to run one until the spring, you know, probably March, April 2021, like I said, with New Breed Wrestling. Um, but I think everybody will start running again in 2021, especially where we've had control of the coronavirus and we have our numbers haven't been spiking and as long as we don't get a third wave and who knows what'll happen but we haven't hit i had a second one yet and if we did we're in it now which you know our numbers are still fine i can't see a scenario where people wouldn't start running again you know i miss it and i i like you know the more that run the better but i'm just glad that there's some shows going on right now and there's actually wrestling right like at the end of the day you know you it's little things that you miss not being able to have any shows at all. You know, you really miss, you really miss it when you don't got it. So, you know, even if it's just, you know, Kaizen Pro and, and IHW and, and a few other ones running, you know, I'll still take that, you know, and at the end of the day, we're all still getting to get in there and, and do what we love and, and at least get bookings and be in front of a good amount of people, even for the pandemic, you know, being able to, to get in there and, and have 150 people be able to be there with social distancing is good. And uh, again, you know, it's better than having no show, you know, and I, I really missed it for that five months. Uh, I wasn't in a ring uh, from March until, you know, September, uh, you know, six months almost, um, you know, getting back into the ring was, you know, that adrenaline rush was nice. And I can't wait for the show this Saturday night. Yeah. And, and, and in addition to Saturday night, uh, you mentioned IHW, November 20th, uh, there's a, uh, I think it's called Resurgence. IHW is having a big show. Uh, do you have an opponent yet or, do, or you're not sure who you're going to be facing? Um, yeah, I'm not sure who I'm going to be facing. Uh, I haven't had an opponent named yet, but uh, I am looking forward to it. I always have fun going up to Moncton and, uh, you know, working for IHW. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I'm ready for whoever they whoever they got in store, but that's definitely going to be really good to, to get up there again. And, uh, you know, I think the crowd of Moncton is going to be excited to get some wrestling again as well. Cause, uh, there hasn't been a show there as since March. So, um, I think it's going to be really fun. And, uh, you know, like I said, fingers crossed that things keep going well. So shows can keep happening and, you know, yep. at least get us some bookings before the winter time, the winter season, like 
get us a couple, get us in there and uh, get us ready for 2021 when the show since they're picking up, you know, a lot more. I'm excited. Well, whoever your opponent is, I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna get simulated, and uh, you'll you'll end up being victorious. So whoever whoever, maybe it'll be Jeff James. Maybe you'll get to simulate Jeff James. Yeah, you never know. You know, maybe maybe <laughs> Jeff James will be that victim that, that'll get to eat the simulator and lay down on the map for the one two three, and then if they're lucky, you know, take out my flask and you know pour a little bit of liquor in their face to wake them up and tell them, hey, there you go. The king was victorious, baby. And you do know I'm in huge trouble right now with, with uh, Jefferson James, right? <laughs> he's he's gonna if he, if he listens to this right now, I'm in huge. So you might have to protect me from from uh, Jefferson James. <laughs> well, hey man, I got your back, so you know. Okay, there you, you go. Then <laughs> you know you let me know, but you got a little bit of distance, so like you have to let me know if he tries to come to Ontario. And okay. Then, and then I'll worry about it, you know. <laughs> yeah, then I'll, I'll I'll pay for your I'll pay for your plane ticket to come out here to protect me, man. Yeah, man, we'll make a vacation out of it, and we'll we'll go parody while we're at it. We'll we'll go do the music yeah. up in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, then we'll just walk around and start randomly simulating people on the street. We can do that too, man. Yes, yes, we'll just bring a mat <laughs> so that you know once it starts hurting my back, you know, not it'll they'll still yeah. hit the ground, but. <laughs> so yeah, so tell me about the James Storm match. Um, uh, how, how did that one go, and how did you feel about that match? Uh, it felt great. Uh, went well. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It just kind of came out of nowhere, actually. Uh, the night before, I was, you know, I was told that I'd be working them, and it was up in Kentville, Nova Scotia. So, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. Um, I remember it rained all day, like really, really bad, and um, like really bad. And um, the drive up, the, even just the hour drive to Kentville, was uh, pretty miserable. And uh, the show, there wasn't a lot of people there. There was the fan, fan wise, you know, maybe. 100 at most which was a little disappointing but at the end of the day you know it was, it was a lot of fun we we went out there and and you know we still worked and gave them a good match i thought it was a lot of fun to work and uh james storm's a guy that i always liked and enjoyed watching so to be able to step in a ring with him especially where it just kind of came out of nowhere was like you know really cool because a lot of times when you're working those names usually know a decent amount of time in advance you know if they're coming down for a tour you'll usually be told or it'll already be advertised that you're working that person. So, you know, you kind of get ready and you're already, you know, hyped up and excited to do it. But to find out just the night before, like, you know, oh, cool. You're working James Storm. I was like, oh man, like, cool. Like that's dope. Like get to work James Storm. Then the next night, you know, got the Booker T show and the forum at the Halifax forum. I was like, yeah, man, like this is dope. Let's go. Let's do it. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I got somebody to tape that match luckily because I wanted to have a copy of it. I always try to tape all my matches and, but especially, you know, when I'm working names like that, you always want to have yeah. a copy. Is, so is, is that match? I have a copy of that match. It's not online, but um, okay. I'll have to get, I'll have to post it. Um, I just got to figure out how, cause I got it sent to me through some weird, I can't remember what it is, but some weird, th- like it was sent to me through email or something. I'll have to just figure out how I can, okay get it onto my okay. computer and then post it but yeah i'll have to post it for sure because it was a lot of fun I, I enjoyed it and um i'd actually like to watch it again myself so i'll, I'll definitely have so, to let you know when it gets posted all right cool so so did you get the victory over james storm or or uh, did james storm go over uh james storm went over uh okay yeah he got the he got he got the victory but uh you know at the end of the day a couple months later 
I think I was able to make up for that by defeating Cole Cabana. So I said, hey, okay. you know, that's okay. I'll take, I can take some losses. You know, to, it's not, okay. it doesn't stop me. All right. This is going to sound corny, but sorry about your damn luck, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> apparently, apparently. All right, man. Well, I'm sure uh, I'm sure you'll have another opportunity, and uh, you'll you'll get the you'll get the win back over uh, James Storm uh, in 2021. I'm I'm sure he's going to be on tour again, and you'll have another shot, man. Yeah, man. I'd love to step in the ring with him again, and you know, if I did, then you know, especially having preparation for it this time around, I I definitely would be able to right those wrongs and and give him a run for his money and and you know, tell him sorry about his damn luck, the loss of the king. The there Rio Maritime legend. So hey, you know that's, you know that'd be I'd I'd be down for that 100. percent All right, cool man. So as Halloween Halloween was yesterday, uh, it's coming on. So I'm just gonna ask you, uh, what is your favorite? What is JP Sims' favorite scary movie of all time? Favorite scary movie. Hmm. Oh man, that's a good one. Um. What would a I've been watching a lot of them lately, and I'm trying just trying to narrow down what would be my favorite one. Um, I really like Friday the Thirteenth. Um, I like the 2009 remake of Friday the Thirteenth. Okay. Um, let's see, I like the Halloween series. I like all of them. Oh yeah, yeah. I also like the remakes, uh, the Rob Zombie remakes that they did in I think it was 2007 and uh, 09. Yeah. Uh, I like those ones a lot. Those, those are probably those ones actually are probably my favorite, the Halloween ones. Like those are ones that I watch every year, religiously, and I've always enjoyed them for a long time. And those are just like classic horror movies that never get old. And the older that they are, you actually appreciate them more. And uh, going back and watching those old ones from like the '80s and stuff is is I really enjoy it, especially in 2020 because I'm a huge nostalgia guy. So I like I like the old school stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned Friday the Thirteenth. See, I, I can't take the gore. I'm not a gore guy. I, I like them. I like how the, the original Halloween from 1978 because there wasn't any gore in it at all, or there was like very very little. But yes. it was just flat out plain scary. Uh, so that I would say that's probably my favorite uh, scary movie. I I can't take the like Friday the Thirteenth. I can't take that stuff, man. It makes me it makes me puke, man. Really. Really? Yeah, I, I, just, I don't know. I get, I'm very squeamish. I'm very squeamish. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, see, I I enjoy them. Like, it's it's not even, like, necessarily, like, the gore that I enjoy. I just enjoy those movies itself. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, like, I don't mind watching it, but it's not, like, it's not what I enjoy about the movie, but I, I it doesn't bother me one bit. Like, I, I think those movies are cool, and I enjoy, like, I enjoy just the story alone. Like, I like how, you know, he's always manages to find a way to get his victims no matter what, you know, and they, it's, yeah. I always think that's funny when you watch those. The one thing I will say is funny about those horror movies is that like, no matter how far away the victim is, they always seem to trip and then they get caught right away, you know, and <laughs> I always found that funny. Right? It's like, they could be, they could be a hundred yards away, but within two seconds, you know, you blink and right in your caught, you fall and you can't get back up or whatever. And that that's, um, but like you said, um, the earlier Halloween movies, they didn't have all that gore and it's crazy when you watch them back now, how different the murders looked and stuff like that. When he would just, you know, like kill yeah. a guy and stuff like that. It was, there was none of that. Like you said, gore and, and, yeah. and they didn't yeah. show as much of it as they did as they do now. So, but yeah, I enjoy those movies, man. I think they're, they're probably the best series 
of all time, in my opinion, anyway. I, it's just one of those movies that I enjoy. And there's so many of them to watch that, you know, you got more more than one or two to choose from. I just recently watched the Rob Zombie remakes uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay. Mm. Nice. I was just watching the original Halloween movie, and there's one question. I don't know if you if you if you notice this uh, with Jamie Lee Curtis that when when she, she thinks she's killed Michael Myers and she gets the two kids, and she goes, "I want you two to run out to the neighbors and and call for help." And I'm thinking, why is she staying there? Why does she just run out of the house with them to go to the neighbor's house? Why is she just she just stays there? Michael Myers wakes up and tries to kill her again. <laughs> right? You know, just, yeah, exactly. Well, why sense. would you? Yeah, exactly. You would be out. You would be running for your life, literally. You'd be gone. You would not just be like. Whatever. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take the two kids. I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna say, okay, you two go try to get help. I'll stay here with with the killer in the other room. Right. I'm, I'm leaving right. that house. I'm yeah. I'm getting out of that house as fast as I can, man. Especially when I'll he's coming you, after man. you and trying to kill you from. Yeah. Man, you'd be gone. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, oh. stupid. You guys go. I'll wait here. Yeah. Okay. Stupid. Yeah, All right, whatever, get the man. movie going, right? Give you that again element, <laughs> that foolish horror movie element of no, you would try to leave, you know? Like that's that's yeah, funny, man. Absolutely, I'd be out of that house fast, man. I wouldn't fuck that, man. Yeah, I'd be out that um, window, yeah. So. How many pro wrestling figures do you have? I noticed that you do the the Figure Friday post, and you seem to have quite a bit. How how many do you own? You 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 must own quite a few. Oof, oh my god, yeah, I got I got tons. Um, you know, just bone crunchers alone, I have gazillions. Um, I also have a lot of the old LJNs, those big rubber ones. I have a whole bin of them. Ah oh, man, jeez, I I couldn't even count. Actually, I got them right in front of me right now. Some of them I'm so, looking at my uh, Psycho well, Sid figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I saw yeah, yeah, posted that. Do, do you have a favorite figure? What what's what's your all time favorite figure that you own? I would say my favorite one probably has to be two. I got two of them, and it would be um, my Superstar Series 2 Shawn Michaels Bone Cruncher when he's got the red tights on, and uh, the Superstar Series 1 Undertaker with the purple gloves and the, the purple boots that he used to wear back in like the mid-90s and the hat. Okay. okay. Um, it comes with the, re- the removable hat, and back in that day, the, to have a removable accessory was like so over the top and cool. So to have an Undertaker with a removable hat, you know, Undertaker was always my guy. Him and Shawn Michaels were my two favorites always. So um, I still remember walking into Walmart and seeing those for the first time and, you know, just being completely wowed that they'd had new style action figures after the Hasbro series and uh, and the Bendems. So, uh being that, I would say the Undertaker and Sean, those are my two. Those are the two figures. Actually, my okay. Undertaker is sitting on my uh, bedside table right now, and uh, I'm looking at it as we speak. Okay. And uh, yeah, my Shawn Michaels is right here as well. I'd say those are my two favorite for nostalgia reasons, but also just like everything about those figures are so cool. Like I just, yeah, they don't have the articulation that they have today, but that's I like the ones from before a lot more than I like the ones today. I do collect some of the. Some of the new ones that are that come out now, but uh, I'm more of an old school guy. Like I like the the bone crunchers. There you go. Do you do you collect Funko Pop or no or no? Uh, no, I have a I have a Hollywood Hogan Funko Pop, but uh, I don't okay. collect those. I think they're cool, but like it would just be a lot to dabble into if I started collecting those, and it'd just be oh my yeah, god, yeah, I don't yeah. have the room for it. Like you know, just I have yeah, so many. Just, once you start, you couldn't stop. Yeah, like the kids like them, you know, when they get a little older, then, then you know, I definitely buy them some, but uh, I wouldn't even yeah. have anywhere to put them. Like, I'm looking into getting the, 
um, a detolf now that I can put my figures in, you know, a stand to display all of my action figures. And then I can actually take some of them because I got a lot of them in a the box, but I also have a lot of them loose. I like to open my figures, you know, like Zack Ryder, so I let them breathe. I like to open my action figures because, like, even if, like, they just, they just sit there. I like to be able to just take it out myself and, and just kind of look at it myself and, and, you know, see how loose, loose the joints are, if they are at all. You know, I just like yeah. to, I like to, like some people think you're crazy for opening them, but I'm like, Hey man, like I don't want to just leave all of my action figures and in, in boxes for the rest of my life. You know, it's like at some point or another, you know, I'd either pass them down to my kids. Cause my, my kids also have a lot of them now. They like playing with them too. So I, I have, ones that I let them play with, but they don't play with my bone crunchers unless like, you know, I'm right there with them because <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, want yeah. them to get, da- you know, like they're, they're a little more delicate <laughs> than, than the, than the ruthless aggression ones and stuff. So like I give them some of those ones that are a little, a little more durable. Like if I'm in a room with them, I'll let them play with them and stuff like that. As long as they're gentle, they gotta be gentle with them. Though. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to supervise the, the play with the bone crusher figures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got it, man. You know, I'll be, uh, I got to just, just, makes me like makes me cringe if i see them getting slammed too hard because i'm just like no no like you know we got to keep them in good condition for when they go when they go yeah. on my display but um you know yeah i like to open some of them and i like to keep some of them in boxes like mind your taker and Sean, yeah I, right? I have a few funko i have a, i have a few funko pops um i like to keep them in the box I, I have uh cody i got the undertaker i got bret hart kenny omega rick flair so i don't have too many because you know, I'm just, just I'll say this low. I'm I'm not allowed to collect them, but I sneak them into the house anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a little collection at least, so you got somewhere to start, right? So. Yeah, no, I got yeah, I got a few. I got um, Jake the Snake, Ted DiBiase, uh, Sergeant Slaughter. So I got I got I got a few. I got a nice, few. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah and and the boxes aren't huge either with the Funko yeah, box at least. Yeah. So you can get away with having you know displaying them. I don't know somewhere in your you know when your rooms without you know being caught you know noticed you know with the with action figures a lot of them are in such big boxes that that's the bulky thing with yeah, them. You know, that's, that's the problem with me is like i can't i can only have so many of the boxes you know stuffed in my closet so it's like it just hmm. gives me an excuse to open them right and then i'm like hey you know okay i'll open a couple of them right and i let my son open uh, my hardcore holly uh, the other week he he liked the table accessory i think that's so awesome okay. he came with a breakable table and um he next a turn around and he's got the box and he just started ripping it open. I said, yeah, like, you know, that's my boy right there. Go ahead. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't not let him open that. Right. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, like he, the table was so stiff probably from being in the box for 20 years. Didn't even, you couldn't even, couldn't even break it if you tried. Um, but he liked, it, it was cool. Uh, I, I liked to open them and, you know, like I said, eventually I would pass them down to, my, down to the kids and stuff. Like, I don't want to keep course. them all in the boxes. Like some of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, and another one, going back to my, one of my favorites, is uh, my Yokozuna figure, Bone Cruncher, and I have that in box, and that's one that I would probably keep in box. That's one of, um, I believe, sixteen thousand or one of one thousand, one thousand or sixteen thousand, okay. whatever, one of them. But um, uh, very cool, uh, very rare figure. Uh, so that was one of them that like I didn't even know existed as a kid because it's a special edition figure. So. Um, you know, finding out years after I was into the bone crunchers, like, you know, when I started getting a little bit older, like finding out that there actually was a Yokozuna figure released, you know, being able to have the one and I had the one in the white attire uh, that he didn't wear very long, but still a really cool figure and a rare figure. And that's definitely one of my, uh, one of my golden, you know, top of the top list. Um, you know, that one, I don't see me opening 
And if I did, it would definitely just go straight okay. to display. You know, I'd probably want to hit a bonsai drop with it, but you know, I just, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> couldn't risk it. Couldn't you, risk you, it. you sound very, you sound very proud. You sound very proud about that figure. Oh, dude, have that blown figure. away when I when I when I got it in my hands, I I was like legitimately like a kid blown away. I, I was just like, oh my god, like I, I literally never seen it. It was never on the back of. Ever, I never advertised on the back of any boxes or, or anything that I'd ever seen. Any, so, you know, to have that in my hands, I, I was just immediately blown away. And, and uh, you know, definitely one of my holy grails, as they call it, you know, figures, one of my favorites. And it was released like a year or two after Yokozuna was already kind of off of TV. So even though it didn't line up with the time that he was on TV, it didn't really matter. It almost made it more of a rare you know holy grail figure to have because yokozuna you know kind of just been completely off tv because when he left wwe you know he never went to wcw or anything he just you just didn't see yokozuna again until um you know that legendary show that he did with jake and all those guys back in like the year 2000 you remember that that show uh, yeah yes yeah i, I was do. gonna say it yeah. was it's advertised as like one of the best like worst pay-per-views or something like that of all time and um, I remember that was like his last appearance before he died. Um, so, you know, having that figure, it's definitely, definitely for me, uh, uh, like I said, a Holy grail. And I, I, I love action figure collecting, man. I just, it's one of those things that I'm hooked okay. on now. <laughs> All right. There you go, man. So don't, don't, don't get hooked on the Funko pops, man. Cause you'll, you won't stop, man. Trust me. Oh, oh uh, no, I won't be allowed to get those. No, I got enough action figures. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, so you have the two, you have the two kids. So, so say number of years from now they decide that that they want to be professional wrestlers. Would you support it, and would you train them? Oh, oh yeah, I'd I'd one hundred percent support them. You know, anything that they want to do, I would one hundred percent support that. You know, and and I would completely understand if they wanted to do it. You know, I couldn't tell them no, especially where I did it myself. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, I would completely appreciate it and be and actually find it pretty cool if they did want to be wrestlers and yeah i would train them i, I would want to be the one to to show them the way you know and i and i definitely have to you know have some good talks with them because you know the wrestling business uh you know it's definitely a lot to take in and to be a pro wrestler you have to have the right mindset and you have to be prepared um you know i can remember going back and and you know having my first match and stuff like that when i was 19 and and it's crazy how I just, I loved it so much then that there wasn't anything that was going to stop me. And like, you know, I had no idea what I was getting myself into and didn't even care. You know, I just, I had to be in that ring, had to be there. And, and I still remember doing my first like tours and stuff like that in 2009 and going on the road. Um, it was Honky Tonk Man, Bushwhacker, Luke and Al Snow that were on the tour. It was like an eight day tour for UCW. And I can still remember you know, going up there the first time and, you know, wrestling that many days in a row and just being like, you know, holy, like the wrestling business is, is wild. And, uh, you know, it's definitely not for everybody. So, you know, as far as my kids are concerned, you know, I would definitely be willing to train them, but I would definitely want them to make sure that, you know, they understood what they were getting themselves into. And I'm not saying that in a bad way, just saying, you know, the wrestling business is a lot to take in. So, you know, if that's if it's course, that you yeah. want to do, you know, you got to, yeah, you got to be definitely prepared. It's more than just getting, learning how to, you know, take bumps and go out there and work in front of, you know, a crowd. There's a lot that goes with it. So, you know, you have to be mentally strong. You have to be, you know, physically, all those things you know, matter. So, 
you know, if that was something that they knew in their heart that they wanted to do 100%, I'd want to be, I'd be proud of, first of all, to train them and show them the way, but I would want them to make sure that they understood that, you know, a lot comes with it. And, uh, you know, you have to be very strong willed to, to be in the wrestling business and to last in the wrestling business. So that said, um, there are a number of young stars that are up and coming right now um, in the maritime. So are there any ones that, that you feel we should keep an eye on? Or is anyone, are there anyone that, that you have your eye on that, that could be eventually um, a star in the Maritimes? Uh, you know what? be honest with you, um, Jefferson James, you know, all, all jokes aside, you know, I think he's, I think he's a talented kid. And uh, I've had a couple matches with him. Uh, last year, actually, I was in the ring with him a couple times, and, and, and I had a lot of fun working with him. I think he's come a long way over the years, and uh, I definitely think he has the the ability, you know, to be a maritime star. And I definitely think that, you know, he's definitely one of the guys that will break out. And, and you know, he definitely has that opportunity with Kaizen Pro. But Jeff James is who I would ha- who I would have to go with. Okay, there you go, man. Um... I just had Guerrero say on. What, what, what's your opinion on Guerrero Seiya? I, I, I interviewed him before I interviewed you. Uh, just out of curiosity, what's, what's your, what are your thoughts on, uh, on Guerrero? Uh, I like him. I've only met him a couple times, but uh, he's a really nice guy and talented guy. And uh, I'd like, he's a guy I'd like to step in the ring with. Uh, different style, and I think that we would be able to have an entertaining match. Uh, but like I said, I've only met him a couple times, but really nice guy and um, definitely. A nice new face to have in maritime wrestling, and uh, another guy that I'd like to step in the ring with. All right. So, what's the dream match? I know we've we've I, I asked you this on the last show, but you've had quite a few matches since then. Uh, maybe you had a chance to uh, change my and to be honest, I, I I don't remember your answer. So so what's 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 the, what's the dream match for uh for JP Sims? <laughs> um, dream match, man. Um. You know, I've been very fortunate to be in the ring with uh, a lot of uh, talent and and names that I never would have thought in my wildest dreams I would have been in the ring with. Um, AJ Styles, who I've obviously already been in the ring with, um, will always stand tall. Marty Jannetty will always stand tall on my list for nostalgia and fun. I had a lot of fun working Marty Jannetty. And my God, the man could bump 50 years old, man, bumped on concrete when we worked. He took a bump on the floor and, you know... Uh, the guy could still go, and, and I always loved the rocker. So, um, you know, those two will always be high on my list. But if I had to pick a dream opponent, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll go realistic, you know, I'll go with somebody that it would actually be real, realistic. Because, like, you know, Shawn Michaels, guys like that, like that are, are, you know, obviously retired, and, and they're not going to come out of retirement. And, and if they do, they're going to work a match in the WWE, you know, to be honest here. But, um, Let's. I would like to. I would love to work RVD. Um, there's a name okay. that I've always wanted to wrestle, and I know RVD does independent bookings and stuff like that. And and my God, that there's a name that I think first of all that we would have a great match, and I think that our styles and, and characters would mesh well in the ring together because we both um, are always, um, you know, looking at the audience and you know going for that going for those tears and i think that just i just think that we would our styles would work really well together and he's a name that i've always wanted to get in the ring with and and one that realistically is possible and and and, you know could happen sometime i would love to work rvd 
it absolutely could happen, and I'm I'm sure it will. If he ever um, tours the Maritimes, I'm sure you'll you'll get your opportunity against uh, against RVD. That'll be a great match, and uh, it'll probably feel good simulating RVD. Absolutely, man, and he 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 can he can take a, a sick one, you know. He so he, he's a guy that that takes it right on his head. So I'd love to hit him with a simulator, 100. percent there you go, man. Like I said, it could happen, and if it does, and it's if you get a recording of it, you're gonna have to send that to me like immediately, okay? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that one wouldn't be okay. that one would be going being posted right away. <laughs> okay, man. So, uh, question I wanted to ask, uh, like promotions like Impact Wrestling right now, uh, they're they're taping in front of no crowds. Uh, there's there's no audience. Kick. Would you be able to wrestle? How would would it be weird wrestling in front of a uh, in an empty arena with no crowd? Do you think you could do that, or what? Or do you think it would be weird, strange? Um, I think I could do it, but it would be weird. Um, at the end of the day, like you know, anybody that loves wrestling, you have so much fun doing it. But at the end, but what really you feed off that audience? You know, the audience makes wrestling what it is. You know, like when you're don't get me wrong when you're at when you're training you know or you're at the school like you know at the ring you get that adrenaline rush when you're in the ring don't get me wrong like i you you feel good even when there's just you know a couple people sitting around watching you you get that adrenaline and you have fun doing it but nothing beats having an audience to show your performance to you know to go out there and tell a good story you're telling that story for the audience sure you're doing it for yourself and you enjoy it and your opponent but you're telling that story to them. And when you don't have that reaction and you don't have the fans to boo and cheer and, 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 and watch and appreciate your every move, it's definitely different. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it's better than no wrestling. And for all those guys to be able to get in the ring and be watched by people on TV, you know, I think that's a huge, it's still huge. And, um, but it, it, it would be very, very, very different going out there and, and doing, you know, a follow pay-per-view with, no crowd at all. Like watching WrestleMania yeah. was was very odd, especially being the first event yeah, with, no, with no crowd. Like that was very, very, very odd. Yeah, I mean, because you need the crowd to feed off of, right? So exactly, um, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like you don't get that reaction, right? It's like you know, if you yeah. you do a big spot or you come off the top rope or something, you know, you don't get that ooh or ah or, or you know, you don't have anybody to wait for that reaction when you when you you know, as in wrestling, you know. You do a move, period. Wait for the reaction. Do another move, period. Whatever. You don't have that. You know, you just kind of got to, you know, kind of gloat for the camera, but you don't have the fans to look at and say, hey, you know, look at me. Look what I just did. Well, hopefully that'll all uh, that'll all end soon. So we'll, we'll yes, get back yeah, to, exactly. to Even full, if it's uh, full crowds. crowds. Yeah, like, yeah. you got to have something, right? Like smaller audiences is better than no audience, right? Even if it's less people, you know, uh, having a crowd to react absolutely. makes all the difference. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I'm looking. I haven't been to a show in a in a long time. I'm looking forward to uh to getting back to to a live show. Yeah. Um, so, last question, and then I'll let you plug anything you want to plug. Uh, so, where do you see yourself in five years from now? You know, five years from now, I I I, tr- I, I really I see high hope. You know, I see myself working outside of the Maritimes, and uh, I see myself you know, hopefully working for one of the top promotions, you know, like, I, um, it's not, over, the, the dream will never end for me, you know, like, I'm, you know, people can laugh, you can say whatever they want, but I'm, I, that goal is never going to end for me until I can, you know, check that off my bucket list and say that I've, 
you know, wrestled all over the world. You know, I'd like to, I'd love to do a wrestle, you know, in Europe. I'd love to do shows in the States again. You know, I'd like to, to go to Toronto, do some shows, you know, work, wrestle with you, you know, wrestle with you, but, you know, meet up with you. Have you come to a show sometime? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not a wrestler. Before, I'm not a wrestler. Matches. There won't be any matches between no, me and no, you. No, no, but, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, to be, uh, those things are, you know, those are still on my list. And, and again, yeah, with, yeah. with the Corona, you appreciate it, right? It's like it made you miss it more. And it's like, you know, hey, opportunities knock and you got to take them. And, and, you know, 2020, I, I wanted to be a year where I got out and did some shows out to the Maritimes, but obviously with what happened, that wasn't, that wasn't possible. So that made yeah. me even more hungry to want to do it. But, you know, I'd like to see myself working outside of the Maritimes five years from now, no matter where it is, but, you know, to, to, you know, be able to be in a promotion like Impact or, you know, AEW, anything like that would, would just be icing on a cake, but I definitely want to expand my bookings and, and get out and work other places and wrestle in front of, other crowds and you know be able to like i said even maybe do a uh tour in europe like or something or wherever that i think that would be a lot of fun japan whatever like i like i want those experiences so that's where i'd like to see myself in five years from now all right well you're gonna get all of them man trust me you're gonna get all of them uh they're 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 all coming this 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 coronavirus is you know put a damper on things but don't worry they're all coming brother they're all coming hey so Absolutely, man. So before we go, if there's anything you want to plug, I know we talked about a few upcoming shows, but if you have merchandise, social media, anything you want to plug, man, uh, now is the time. All right, man. Um, follow me on Instagram, uh, Sims187, uh, Twitter, at JP underscore Sims, and, and you know, follow me on Facebook, my fan page, my regular page, whatever. Um, as far as bookings, you know, there, there's some Kaizen Pro shows coming up this Saturday, uh, November 7th. Kaizen Pro Wrestling is going to be a, a wicked show. I'm really looking forward to it. I got an IHW show on uh, November 20th up in Moncton. Uh, that's also going to be a lot of fun. There's another Kaizen Pro show uh, next month in December as well. I believe December 12th. So um, a couple shows coming up. So, you know. Uh, th- this one coming up is sold out, but you know, for the ones coming up, otherwise, you know, get your tickets and, and come take advantage of the last couple shows that we can do before we call it a year. And uh, yeah, follow me on social media and, and you know, stick with the journey and you know, right. see what's coming up. That's it, man. All right, and you and and you you might be defending uh, the Kaiser Pro Wrestling title on the December show. There's a very yeah. good possibility that, that you could be. Hey. You know, that's the plan. That's the plan. And uh, to have a show in December, uh, you know, right before the bad weather starts to come, you know, perfect opportunity to get in there and actually defend the title. Because, you know, like I already said, that title's coming with me. No ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, I'm hungry. Okay. I'm ready. I'm going for that title this Saturday night. I'm taking it. And to be able to end the year with a defense, like title defense, yeah, man, that's that's the way I'm going. Okay, this, this just so this podcast might be out after November seventh, but I'm gonna do my best to get it edited and out before. Uh, I'm sorry, November. Did I say December? November seventh. Uh, November seventh, you said. Yeah. November seventh. Yeah. So I'll try to I'll try to get this out uh, uh, before that, so um, everybody in that match could hear how you feel you're walking out with the title. So so I'll, I'll try Absolutely, to get this out, man. man. Yeah, all good either way. All right, cool, man, cool. So, JP, man, thank you so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure, man. And uh, let's not wait so long, man. Let's let's uh, let's do this again soon. Absolutely, man. Uh, thank you for having me. It was great talking to you again. It's been too long, like you said. I don't want to wait yeah. that long again. Um, it, it just feels like 
talking to you again for the last hour feels like we haven't not talked for a year. You know, like it just feels like normal. I know. Catching up with you. So, I know. Yeah, uh, we'll definitely I, have to know. do it again. And maybe even before the December show, maybe we can even, you know, get some time and jump Absolutely. in. And talk Absolutely. And, yeah. and uh, maybe you could, uh, after you win the title on uh, on um, on Saturday, you could send me a picture uh, with you with the title around your waist. How about that? And I can Sounds use that good. As I'll the, send you a picture of the, that with one shoulder with the new breed title and the other one will have the Kaizen Pro title on it. There you go. There you go. All right, there you go. Sounds sounds cool. And I'll use that as the as the podcast uh, promotion picture. How about that? There, there. Now you're talking. I like it. I like yeah, it. Okay, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Okay, buddy. Talk Again, you. thank you so much. And uh, just hang out for a bit. Don't hang up just yet. I'm just gonna talk to you after I uh, close out the show. All right, man. Good enough. Thank you. Uh, all right, cool. Well, this has been Shooting Up North India Edition. I'm your host, Lewis Carlin. Again, want to thank my guest, the king, the real Maritimes legend, and possibly the, the first Kaizen Pro Wrestling champion, J.P. Sims. And until next time, thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Stay safe, everyone. So long. Bye-bye.